I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Dr. Mike Gustafson and Clint Scott. I'm Aaron Dickens. We're joining you today for just uh, an hour and a half here. We'll have coverage coming up at 4.30 of the Texas Tech Red Raider basketball program as they take on the Butler Bulldogs um, in Indiana as part of the Big East Challenge uh, tip-off at 5.30. And then following the game uh, here on Double T 97.3, we will uh, join in progress, I assume, the uh, Cowboys Thursday night football matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, If you are more interested in that, then the Tech basketball game, we will have uh, all of our coverage uh, of that also on 100.7 The Score, and that will be in its entirety. So if you would rather just start with the Cowboys, uh, that pregame will start at 6 sharp on 100.7 The Score. Gus, how you going? Uh, as I finish that yawn, I am doing great. Were you eating dude. a cookie in your car on the way here? Um, It was a, uh, a little, uh, it's usually a morning snack. It's usually what gets me past it's three o'clock. I know it usually is a morning snack. That little, it's a little kind of wheat thin type thing with some peanut butter, or almond butter, whatever. Ooh, but asparagus. It, but it's uh, it's usually what I eat in the mid morning to avoid the dozen the donuts that are laying oh. over there. You know, it's like I, I just I love that. And I, Y'all I can always eat, have like, donuts. There's like the the project managers over there. It's a it's a uh, cesspool, but they're all, you know, 20, 25, 30 years old, still got that furnace of a metabolism and all that. I used to be them sure. and used to eat like them, yeah. and it's all good, but I... Uh, but wait, no, are there always donuts there? Because I might want to... Dang, yeah, yeah, you can come on by, swing by, I'll give you the tour, you can na- nab a... Bring you my CV. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, you had, you were engaged in Portal Talk today, right? That's true. I was, Yeah. <laughs> How about, uh, speaking of Portal, how about our boy DJ Uyunglele? Yeah, Uyunglele. There you go. In the Portal. Again. Um, from Oregon State. Should have signed. Sh- I've got a theory. Should have signed with the Dodgers last fall. <laughs> Remember when he was drafted yeah. two summers ago or last summer? It'll be really interesting to kind of see where he ends up because, I mean, does really he well. follow Jonathan Smith to Michigan State? Um, does he just go somewhere else? Because I'm, I'm sure that especially the way that he kind of rehabbed his his image his stock is i would guess pretty high and so i would guess that he would uh, you know fetch a pretty decent NIL number and then also sticking on the west coast uh Dante Moore also entering the transfer portal um a couple of somewhat maybe potentially in the future Texas Tech related uh bits of movement here because UCLA has been a possible bowl opponent for the Red Raiders if they end up in the Independence Bowl which would match up a, a Big 12 team versus a Pac-12 team. And uh, Dante Moore, the heralded five-star freshman quarterback, the highest-ranked signee in the history of the UCLA football program, at least in terms of the modern era, um, he is in the portal, not making uh, 
or he intends to enter the portal, I guess, is the the uh, the news. Of course, she, uh, yeah, that's uh, fascinating stuff. It really is. The other kind of somewhat potentially maybe in the future indirectly related to tech football um, transfer news, or at least movement news, is Zach, sorry, Jake Spavital. Mm-hmm. The uh, the offensive coordinator at Cal, who had been the head coach at Texas State for four years, was on the West Virginia staff for a minute, was on the Houston staff for a little while. Uh, Baylor has hired him to be their new offensive coordinator. And so if you end up playing Cal in the bowl game, right, in the Independence Bowl, they'll have an interim offensive coordinator. It's funny you say that. Today I was messing around on the Maryland website as one does well i was looking for last year's brooks wallace award winner okay was the university of maryland shortstop and i was digging around for some media relations people whatever go to the staff directory as i'm scrolling down the thing to get to it you go past the f for football like kind of scroll 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 oh hey all right there's there's old zach spavadol coaching dbs for the for the terps and then kept going to my destination but of, of all the names for you to mention, his brother. And then uh, some more movement on the assistant coach level, and not great, um, but uh, two former Texas Tech football players affected, uh, Brett Dewhurst and Darcel McBath, both let go today at Mississippi State. One be dang. So uh, we'd love to get your thoughts and your comments on the H Flooring Center chat line at double-t-97-3.com. Uh, all guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Um, and that Mississippi State news comes in the wake of a, of a turnover, a head sure. coach turnover. Yeah. So basically the head coach, the new head coach, Jeff Levy, didn't retain those two guys. Yeah, and I would guess that uh, Brett Dewhurst will probably end up wherever Zach Arnett ends up. Maybe not immediately as a on-field assistant coach, depending on how many vacancies they have to fill on the defensive staff, but at least as kind of an analyst type. And then McBath, I mean, he had been with Leach forever. I mean, for a long, long time. And uh, had also, um, you know, stuck around with Arnett. And so maybe he has a chance, too, to kind of follow Arnett if he ends up at, you know, USC or someplace else. Well, maybe there's, or maybe there's another landing spot for him, just in the perhaps in the leech, in the leech coaching tree. If there's some defensive staff movements, of, of you know, Morris at at uh, um, North Texas, one of those guys, you know, hopefully. But I'm with you. That that'd be a whole lot easier if he could move with the guy that he's worked under in Arnett. Uh, how do you feel about this Tech basketball game tonight? Red Raiders, when I looked earlier today, were about a two-and-a-half or three-point underdog. Uh, I mean, I, I, that sort of reflects the way I feel about it in terms of being a, a tough a tough matchup, road matchup, first road matchup, uh, true true road matchup. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's you know, th- this Butler team had a losing record last year, but – it looks like they have flipped their roster and done done exactly what we would talk about with regard to a basketball roster, which is to uh, you know that you can impact that thing, you can flip that direction, you know if you if you 
hit it right, you can flip it in a year. And uh, the uh, you know it looks like they've done that because they brought in some good players that seem to be you know the pretty competitive. And their two losses are what to a Final Four Florida Atlantic team and then to Michigan State. And there's probably no shame in either of those losses. More tech talk next. podcast put together with red raider fans in mind this is the tech talk podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction hi there how you go and it's tech talk on double t 97.3 and double t 97.3.com with gus and clint i'm aaron we're joining you today until 4 30 would love to get your thoughts and your comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at double T ninety seven three We get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, is the basketball game tonight televised? Yes, it's on FS1. Um, Justin has this. Uh, what are your predictions for next year's Big 12? Contenders, pretenders, straight garbage. Um, I assume this question is like, who's football. going to be a better yeah. football teams in the new big 12 or next year's big 12. Um, Oh, hard to, uh, hard to not be impressed by what's happening in Arizona right now. Now I, I, what I can't sit here and tell you is if they're losing a million guys or, you know, quarterback whatever but that that operation has is clicking um yeah that that i mean that and i, I would say this he's not asking this question specific to I, i'm answering it because the, the thing i've spent time thinking about is who in these new four teams are we th- thinking about the most certainly utah has done the most over a long stretch of time um Arizona State appears to be struggling. Colorado, we've talked about that at ad nauseum, but Arizona uh, is is uh, appears to be rolling. So I would say um, Cincinnati is going to be, to put it in their terms, uh, straight garbage. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Um, you, there, he included the bottom of the league in that question. My bad. I, uh, I I don't think that Houston will be very good next year. Maybe. That changes with uh, with their hire. Um, I'm I'm dubious about Baylor. Um, yeah. I, I think that Jake Spavital is a good offensive coordinator. I think that he did he he improved Cal. He he was just there for one year, but he didn't perform miracles there. And while I'm not just intimately familiar with what they had coming back, the Cal Bears. I want to say that they probably had a roster more suited to an up-tempo spread offense than what Spavital will inherit in Waco. Um, you know, you're you're hoping, assuming, banking on Sawyer Robertson being kind of a guy for you. Um, I, I I wonder how many players they will lose in the portal offensively, and you know they don't. They were running the wide zone. They were running a very kind of run-heavy, run-centric offense. 
not because they had to, kind of like Tech this year, um, but that's how they were designed, and so that's how they built their roster. So a lot of big people, right? And so I, I just don't know how uh, how easily or seamless that transition will be. And um, <clears throat> talent-wise, Baylor's fallen off significantly, and it, and it could get worse with the portal. Um, th- there are several teams, or I think that they're – Fortunes largely depend on, <clears throat> maybe not largely, but significantly depend on what their quarterback situation looks like. And it's, you know, a, a big TBD like UCF, right? I think UCF with Tyler Shuck, assuming that he is able to stay healthy for a season, is a lot different and a lot more uh, formidable than uh, if they just kind of run it back with whatever sophomore or whatever box backed up John Rice Plumley, right? Yeah. Same goes for Oklahoma State. You know, I don't, I don't know that I trust either of those two returning players, True. including Gundy's son, to be any kind of answer. Um, yeah, they, they seem like they would be league average at best. Yeah. At best. Um, yeah. Arizona State, probably not going to be great. Um, you know, Utah should be really good. Uh, K-State will probably get a lot of benefit of the doubt, although I I – I'm curious to see how Avery Anderson handles being the guy. Avery Johnson. Did I do that again? Yeah, you did. Avery That's Johnson right. handles being the guy. <laughs> I'm um, easily the guy doing that. Right? So don't don't put me in this. Um, <laughs> uh, and and can he handle that uh-uh. actually <laughs> over the course of a full schedule? Right. Clearly a great athlete. Um, a lot of lot of promise and potential there, but that doesn't always translate. Um. You'd assume that Iowa State will be okay, you know, at worst. And then I would think that West Virginia probably doesn't take much of a step back, although their record might not be as good next year because of their schedule. Uh, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, is Tech in on any of these big-time skill position transfers? I don't know the answer to that. Uh, I, I would say that, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything to indicate that they are or are not. Um, I can't imagine they wouldn't be involved in. I, I don't know if they're in on these high end quarterbacks, unless one of the high end quarterbacks was, you know, one of these one of these type guys that's looking to get back to Texas, you know, something like that. But I, I you know, I don't know how that process works, AD. If you're just Part of the avalanche of 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 uh, callers when when a receiver or somebody goes into the portal and everybody wants them, you know, I don't know, but uh, it's probably where a deep uh, deep rolodex to use your your verbiage helps. In other words, where somebody who if if you've got a good relationship with their high school coach to go, hey, dude, it dude at Tech wants to talk to you and he's a great guy, you know that that sort of thing probably is. Uh, essential in this and then getting the nil ducks in a row of course so the 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 big rush has not happened yet in the portal right that happens on december 4th next week right now the only players that can officially be in the portal are graduate transfer types so for example tyler shuck or players whose uh head coaches were dismissed or left so anyone from mississippi state or houston or um uh, you know, places like that, San Diego State, New Mexico, whatever. Um, 
And so right now, um, your most of your efforts seem to be focused on linemen. You've made a ton of offers to offensive linemen. Um, I don't know that any of them have set up visits, or at least those haven't been, I, I don't think, just like fully reported. Um, so, yeah. And, and I don't know that you're going to be, listen, much like five-star prospects, right? I don't. I don't think that you're going to be in the market and competing with Alabama and Georgia and USC and Texas for the you know top three receiver right transfer targets. Unless there's some kind of previous relationship there, mm-hmm. um, I just I just don't think that that's the case. Now, could you maybe um, you know get involved with some of the players that are proven good quality big 12 players um yeah absolutely but but the the jordan addison types who went to pit to usc last year or two years ago whatever i don't i don't think you're you're swimming in that pool <laughs> this on the yates flooring center chat line uh someone says kansas offensive coordinator to penn state is that a prediction? Oh no, it isn't. Fel, Fel, yeah, I saw Feldman say that's expected. And that's been feels like that's been in the works for the past couple of days. Yeah. How much of that offense is Andy Kotelnicki, and how much of that is Lance Leipold? The way that I understand it is that is Leipold and Kotelnicki is kind of taken up. Nailed no, that pronunciation, by yeah, the way. Totally, total guesswork. Every time. Uh, feels like he's made a little bit of his own. So I think it's going to be like a tree branch scenario. So. Mo Hodger. Mjolnir. Mjolnicki. Just <laughs> crushed it. Put that on my highlight reel. Or tech Which talk one did next. you say? <laughs> the podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 4.30. We'd love to hear your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line at Double T 97.3.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Um, This on the chat line. Um, from Bobby Hot Dogs. Speaking of Rolodexes, I assume Chuck has one. How stuffed are the gills with phone numbers and business cards is the Heinz Rolodex. <laughs> he keeps would... it very guarded. Is that right? Under lock and key. Are you, oh, you're being, are you joshing around? Are you Why would serious? I do that? He changes the combination well, four times a day. His doors often open right over here you should walk in if, and knowing chuck That's he's the, the right age to have a rolodex so we could just walk in and rifle through the business cards could we not if it wasn't under lock and key once again i think the doors just sitting open down there most of the That's time what he wants you to think he I'm wants gonna go me, i bet i bet i could rob that museum it'd probably be pretty easy the and chuck- all of a sudden they're in jail in under five minutes That's what he wants you to think he wants you to, there's motion detectors and sirens going off when you step in there. We're about to find out. Crack yeah, the door you've and listen. Yeah, you do like the little laser test and, you know, do the gymnastic routine to get through it. That's what it is back there. Well, I enjoyed, I for one, as we're commenting on Chuck and 
his uh, professionalism. I, for one, enjoyed his broadcast last night. I got a pretty good chunk of it early and a decent chunk of it at the end. And uh, you know what? It's, it's like I always say, and I say this in, as, as a, about myself as well. We all sound better when our team's winning. Yeah, I thought they sounded <laughs> a lot better in the second half. Exactly. Sounded <laughs> really good uh, with about three minutes left when uh, the coach's kid drained the three. Which is cool. That was a, that ended up being a good story. Like she had a good game and like was a critical part of the win over her father's team. Oh, the Yardvarks? The Yardvarks. The Yardvarks yeah, come in here and take one on the chin. So, Heinz uh, does have a physical Rolodex. I told you. It is not under lock and key, but it is hidden. Well, all right. So By that mean it's buried in a place yeah, you would I mean, never tell you. Know, you. Buried, hidden. It, the, the end result is, is the same. If you don't know where to find it, you would need to look for it. So get hunting, Gus. So, so you're saying that you did find where it is, but that well, it's... he told me. Oh, okay, I got it. There he trusts me. It. No, I, mean, I knew that. You guys are all. He knows that I really what have no interest. Did he tell you? Huh? Where did he tell you? What do you mean? Where did he tell me? Where he told... was it? He was in his office. So I just asked him. Where do you keep this? And he went, like, hey, do you have a physical Rolodex? And I was like, yeah. Like, where where is it? And then he showed me. Was he listening to us? No. Well, good for him in that Probably, regard. Probably, yeah. Um, this on the Yates. And, it, and to answer Bobby Hotlock's question, it did not see. It was very well kept. It was not kind of sloppy or yeah. stuffed to the gills. It was very neat once you uncovered it. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, somebody says, 24-7 sports article, dot, dot, dot. Texas Tech football, dot, dot, dot. Not a good future 20, 24-25. Is that like a haiku attempt? That's a like, lot, man. It's like an ominous what is, riddle. Is it football? Is it basketball? What what uh, what makes this not a good future? You'll have to uh, fill us in. Is I, it meat judging? Be, quit being so cryptic. Yeah, I checked their... Uh, their homepage, and I don't see anything that screams 2024, 2025, future not good. It's almost like a and, fortune cookie. And, and and we don't have any indication of sport there? Just... No. Good Lord. They did uh, confirm that it is football related. Um, God, I, I don't know that you can say that, really. Um if if Micah Hudson is as good as everyone hopes he can be, and has a um, you know outsized impact, and I'm not saying like Michael Crabtree 2007 level impact, but to where he is a borderline all conference type, mm-hmm. where it's not like laughable at the end of the season to say, hey, you think uh, Micah Hudson might be all Big Twelve? If he has that kind of impact right away, um, and Baron Morton, when healthy, is about what you expect, or maybe a bit better, yeah, I don't, I don't, I see no reason to be kind of dour about the near immediate future. It's just easier that way. It's always been easier. Our to... friend is just responding in single words, so it's football, <laughs> and then another text offensive so we've narrowed it down some okay thanks mule near 
And some of it, too, depends on uh, portal and injuries. Uh, they're they're desperately trying to add more to the offensive yeah. line yep. uh, through the portal. I think that you'll see some... And some Juco-type guy. I mean, yeah, that's... that's uh, portal, Juco, like they're looking for immediate help as, as all of these recruited dudes, you know, get, get to a, uh, an age in which they can contribute. And this should be, and you can write this down and you can throw it back in my face, um, 18 months from now, if it doesn't turn out to be true and I'll be just as irritated at that point as you, um, but this, this should be the last year where you are under McGuire, at least where you feel this way about the O-line, right? Where every every offseason you are trying to add some more age to that group um, as a massive priority because they've signed four. I think this is right, four in every class since he got here. Um, so those, those numbers are coming, right? Um, probably too early next year to really lean on those guys in a big way. Uh, but in 2025, I think the expectation should absolutely be that you're starting five on the offensive line. At least four of them are McGuire recruits from the jump. You know, um, not like a JUCO guy that that you know you, you sign this year. Although that'd be great if he's worthy of, of starting. But like some homegrown, yep. home developed, uh, grade A offensive linemen. Gotta, it, it's gotta happen, and uh, I mean, it, it just does. And ho- hopefully, just with the numbers that they've put to it, uh, they're gonna land on n- not only a a good first group, but depth and all the things that uh, that are needed. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. I uh, think that they were wrong about twenty twenty three. So why can't they be wrong about twenty twenty four? They being the coaches, no, I mean they can be wrong, yeah, for sure. It's there's nothing so that they won't be. I'd like to think that um, being uh, accomplished, intelligent people in uh, r- relatively prominent positions, you don't get there by accident. I would like to think that they understand, and I think that they do how how bad the offense was this year, and I would bet dollars to donuts that. Um, you know, a big priority this season will kind of be, or this off season will be determining how and where they went wrong. Oh, another one word article. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> More tech talk next. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hi there, how you going? It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Gus and Clint. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from the first United Bank studio for about 45 more minutes. We are out of here early at 430 uh, to make room for Texas Tech Red Raider basketball coverage. Uh, pre-game starts at 430. For their game on the road at Butler, part of the Big 12 Big East Challenge. Uh, we will join in progress following that game. Uh, Thursday night football, Cowboys versus the Seahawks. If you uh, are more interested in that game, that NFL game, uh, we'll have everything in its entirety 
on 100.7 The Score with coverage starting at 6 o'clock. Uh, we get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Raider's dad. Uh, maybe this is anecdotal, but it seems like... I'm sorry. But it seems to take long, tech longer... I'm going to restart. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah go ahead. All right. Raider's Mohager. dad. Maybe it is anecdotal, but it seems to take tech a lot longer to shore things up. I feel like we haven't had a line in a decade... It took a decade to get a pulse on defense. I don't seem to see that within our Big 12 peer group. Maybe minus Kansas. Good job, Clint. They did it. You want to take a crack at that? No. You, you can uh, you, you let her rip. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, you haven't had a great line in a while and that is largely because uh you have done a terrible job and just an absolute terrible job of uh, dedicating numbers and uh to, to to recruiting the offensive line and you've done a very bad job of evaluating offensive line talent um period like that's it it's it's very very simple you you have not said, hey, we're going to allocate a lot of numbers to this so that if we do miss, then it doesn't hurt us as much. And their evaluations on players have been terrible. Not this staff. I think that's still be, to be determined. They could be awful too, right? I'm not I'm not saying that they are the golden gods of O-line recruiting. We just can't tell it's too early. To their credit, though, we can say that they have committed spots. They have acknowledged... Um, they don't even need to say anything. Just look at the numbers. Sure, and, they're telling us. And they're, yeah. they've signed 12 offensive linemen, I think, in the last uh, three classes. I think that's right. Maybe a bit more, plus all the portal stuff. And their first full class they signed had seven? Wasn't uh, that the number you gave yesterday? Lineman total. I'm just talking about Oh, that's right. right. That's, that was a um, lineman number, yes, yes, yes. In, in 2019, and keep in mind, these are, all, these are all classes that should still be on campus. Not all of them, because there's always going to be attrition. Um, but you had players from 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022 on the roster. Um, and those were players recruited when uh, Cliff was the head coach and then also mainly when Matt Wells was the head coach. In 2019, you signed two offensive line prospects. Those guys would be, what, fifth-year players for you right now, potentially, mm -hmm. um, with the possibility of adding a COVID year on top of that. You signed two. None of them played. Ever took a snap. I mean, they might have taken a snap in terms of contributing right. and being a mainstay. None. Never in a two deep. Two thousand twenty. You signed three. Two of them played. Two of them were contributors. Uh twenty twenty one, you signed three. One was a contributor. Uh and then in two thousand twenty two, Matt Wells' last class as the head coach at Texas Tech. That was uh um at least the coach for most of it. Uh, you signed four. A lot of that, I think, was McGuire. Uh, so far, none have played because that was just, you know, a year and a half ago. So help was on the way, to quote Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the the players that should be fifth, fourth, and third-year players for you, you're talking about eight guys. And also the, those would represent the grown men in the room. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, we're... we're at the position where being a grown man is probably the most important in the trenches. 
Like if if there is one thing that that McGuire and his staff can do to best ensure that you turn into the program that you want to be, and I think that they are doing this. I don't think this would be some kind of uh, like change in direction, but like focus on the lines, man. Like yeah. why is Michigan so good? They block and tackle you to death. Yep. Alabama too. I mean, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I. Uh, I mean, and it's something that had his attention from day one. Not sure. not like this is some yeah. some little niche idea that he's got. But remember, his first 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 rounds of media in the two falls ago, yeah. while Sonny Cumbie was the coach and he was doing the FaceTime stuff and staying out of the way, he 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 would he would famously say to anyone who asked. Well, I, I would say, I don't know if he said it in, uh, in the media, but he would say when he was speaking at lunches and stuff, mass kicks ass. He would say that, and then he would talk about, there's a reason why they have weight classes in boxing, because big people beat up little people. And, he would also and make, we want big people. Big cracks about didn't want to be able to look as D-lineman in the eyes, and yet so many of the players on the roster at that position we're not that much taller than your head football coach. That's a great point. It, it, and those were guys that were pretty productive too, mm-hmm. Hutchings and yeah. But that's you know the, those type of guys that are whatever six one six two, extremely productive. But yeah, it's uh, I mean gotten about as much production as you can out of uh, out of that group. Now, is that why you lost to Wyoming? No, no. Is that why um, you got your your butt kicked uh, against Texas? Eh, partially. Is it why um, you lost to West Virginia? No. Uh, but it certainly plays a role, you know? And so when you have an injury, when your uh, you know, starting center has a, a shoulder or arm injury and can't snap uh, anymore, you have more options to replace him. Um, yeah, it, it, all plays, it all plays a role. So hopefully uh, here in the next 18 months, you get significantly better. Um, this on the H flooring center chat line. Well, Michigan, uh, in their two deep have three or four or five, five star offensive linemen on both sides of the ball, but you can ignore that reality. I think that you're probably chirping at the wrong person. If you're suggesting that I of all people in this building, um, ignore the reality of star rankings. Yeah, I would assume that was a texture on texture violence there. I would hope. Surely well, that's no, not I'm directed not to Mich- you. That mentioned Michigan. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, so, yeah, considering what I do for my primary job, uh, what that role entails, uh, lecturing me about the importance of star rankings, I think, is very ironic. Um, yeah, and then that that's part of it, too. I mean, as great as Mike Hudson is, and I'm very excited about him, and it's a big position of need, if if you could really land one of those type of prospects in the trenches, right, preferably on each side of the ball, that would go a really long way. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.